Pixels and Pints. Welcome back to Pixels and Pints podcast. Uh, tonight we've got a small crew for a change. So joining me we have James. G'day guys. And Tom. Hello. And I'm Pete as always. And unfortunately Mr. Pennyweather the f- ninth. Ninth? Yeah. yeah whatever the ninth is yeah. about to join us. This evening, and uh, yeah, we've had a last minute pull out. You should never pull out at the last minute from um, saves a lot of mistakes from Dan <laughs> and Ben. Not that Dan and Ben are mistakes, just want to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, potato, potato, and, <laughs> and it's not that there's anything, not that there's anything sketchy going on that they both pulled out at the last minute together. together. <laughs> Obviously, had lunch together, and they're not here to defend no, themselves, so that's that's the best time to give them shit. Hmm. Um, well, let's start with a beer, I think. Let's let's talk about the first beer because I am thirsty. Yes, it's quite warm today. Actually, I've been sweating in the car. Sweating. Sweating. Uh, so the first beer we picked today is uh, a new one from Garage Project from Wellington in NZ. Uh, it's Weird Flex. Uh, it is a kettle soured beer infused with grapefruit, cucumber, celery, and a touch of salt. Um, and I'm excited. I am. I actually so- think we're gonna have a pretty. A relatively sour focused episode tonight. What a shame. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so Kicking we hate yourself. Sours, yeah. hey. Well, actually, and, and I, um, so the last thing I did before I went to Dubai, I've just come back from Dubai, I popped over to Dan's house and I brought some beers. And I might have brought a few too many. I got a little bit overexcited when I went to Q Cellars. Uh, and this one is one of the ones I picked up. Um, so we're trying it officially on the, on the podcast for the first time, but I've actually already had this one. It's well, yeah, and it's also it's it's three <laughs> percent. So it's a table beer. It's yeah, point eight of a standard drink. <laughs> That's good. You don't see that often. That's good. Um, what was that really low one we had in the Gabs pack? What was it like? Two point eight, I think it was. Yeah, super low. Something idea. like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. Make, I, I think I made the joke that it was making love in a canoe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking close to water. Thank you, Tomo. We'll do the passing passing round. Cool. I'll have this one. I'm All right. Go. First topic. Um, do you want to talk about the Disney Plus list? I think that's probably a good place to start. Yeah. So they they officially announced the date that we get Disney Plus in Australia. Um, November-ish? Uh, November nineteenth. Um, okay. Which is good. Uh, it's good to actually get a a final finalized date so we know when everything's coming. Um, the price is eight ninety nine a month Australian. Okay, that's not too bad. No, no, it's pretty reasonable. And they're um, not doing the stupid 4K bullshit that um, uh, Netflix do? So you don't have to pay extra for better quality? Uh, not that I'm aware, but yeah. So the 4K is included yes. in that price? Yeah, yeah no, it's, they're definitely including it. Yeah, cool. Uh, so they um, they released it, Disney released it through Twitter, their Twitter account. Um, on launch, they're going to have 629 items and that's going to be a mix of TV shows and movies. Yeah, okay. Um, a lot of them were classic. Uh, so, okay, like, so fucking pumped for classic Disney movies. Yeah, man. like most of the classic Disney is like a bunch I'd never even heard of, realized were Disney. Um, I guess a, there's actually a bunch in the catalog that I've never seen that I want to go oh, back yeah, and see. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Um, um, Milan? Is it Milan? The Milan? Indian, Indian one? And there was That's a the s- Chinese some, one. The Chinese, Chinese one. Okay. Yeah. Well, probably sound racist. Same or something? Or? I didn't say. <laughs> oh, 
talking in the mic. Um, except if you're being racist, in which case feel free not to. <laughs> Just mumble. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was there was the yeah there was the Chinese one I never saw. There was the Samoan one I never saw. Uh, Moana. Moana. Yep. yep. And there was the I'm sure there's an American Indian one as well. Yes, Pocahontas. Yeah, I never saw yeah. Pocahontas. Really? Right. That was never right painted with the, the colors of the wind. Come on, man. Not that wind, no. No, okay. I um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I stopped watching Disney around that time, so yeah. I, just, I missed that one. Um, so I found out about this. So I was on uh, IGN, and they released a list, and they nicely divided it into um various genres that will excite us. So they had the the Disney Plus Star Wars content that'll be released on launch. Uh, so Mandalorian, obviously. Um, still bars me up. Still bars us up. Yes. Uh, all the the original Star Wars trilogy, the prequel trilogy, Force Awakens, and the Clone Wars, Rogue One, uh, the Clone Wars TV series, seasons one to five, plus the latest release, The Lost Missions, which was like kind of yep. season six. Well, what about Rebels? Yep, Rebels, all seasons, cool. uh, and then a bunch of other little things, a bunch of the Lego Star Wars TV series, that, which is probably more junior focused. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of cool. Pixar content, we got Sweet. classics, Toy Story, Bugs Life, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, Incredibles, Cars, all their sequels, yep. um, which is good. The Marvel content, uh, this is where I thought it got quite interesting. Um, of the 23 MCU films, there's something like, I think it was 16 missing from Really? Launch. Yeah, which I thought you might know about because they were talked about how um, a bunch of the contracts are still tied up with various international Netflixes and stands and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they haven't, haven't twi- uh, what's the word, sunsetted them out of other contracts maybe. Yeah, and I read something that said that Netflix... And it's Prime, I think. I'm, I'm pretty, it's either Stan or Prime has most of the Marvel... For the Australian one, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, no, this was in the US. The US Netflix has still has the rights in like, 2022, they can take back like Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok oh, right. and all okay. this stuff off I, I Disney+. I thought they Plus. would have uh, still done it regional like how they've done it here. Well, I, yeah, that's it was just this thing that they'll... I mean, obviously, IGNs are based in the US. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but for the... That makes sense though. I mean, if you if if I mean Netflix would have paid a fortune to Disney or Marvel back in the day to have the rights to be exclusive distributors on their streaming service. Yeah. So just because they want to they've opened their own streaming service, there would have been no compete law uh, rules in those contracts. No, not so. at all, yeah. Um so makes the sense. MCU films we are getting at launch. Um Iron Man, Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Guardians Galaxy 1, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man and Captain Marvel. That's fucking weird. Mm. Yeah, so you like no Iron Man two? No Iron Man two. That's no fucking caps. Weird. You don't get the first Thor one or Ragnarok. No Doctor Strange. You don't get the first Avengers film. That's fucking weird. I don't yeah. get that. Yeah, right. I, um, I, I could understand. Like, so for example, it's easy to understand why Captain Marvel's in the list because yeah. they would have known that Disney Plus was coming. They yeah. would have reserved the rights, but. To sell Iron Man two, but not one and three in a contract to yeah. Netflix or Stan yeah. or Prime. That's why. I, yeah, I thought you might weird. know more. Yeah. No. Um, other things coming out, uh, Marvel related, is the nineteen ninety two X Men series. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That yeah. and the ninety four Spider Man animated series as well. So yeah, and the Fantastic Ooh. Four. Yeah. 
uh, childhood all over again. Yeah. Well, I want to go back and watch Rebels. So I only got two seasons into Rebels, and I felt ashamed of myself that I never really got engaged. Yeah, by I, it. I didn't. I think I I just I'd smashed through Clone Wars, and then I never got into Rebels. Oh, hang on, which was first, Clone Wars or Rebels? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Sorry, that's the one I'm talking about. Then, so yeah. I got two seasons into Clone Wars. I like the format. It's 20, 20 odd minutes, eighteen yeah. minutes. It's, it's a gap filler, like Big Bang Theory, but. I just never really got engaged by it. You got yeah. It's one of those things you got to wait till like season three or four, and then it gets super back into like yeah, right, everything. Okay. So yeah, it gets, it like gets, Agents of Shield was shit for the yeah. first season until they coincided with the second Captain America movie, and then it yeah. got good. Then they started tying it in, yeah. And then when it shit it right at the end, yeah. And then uh, other things coming, you know, you got classic Disney, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi, um, Cinderella. Robin Hood, Peter Pan, all the classics. So they go back, they're going back to stuff from, you know, 1937 all the way through the wow. 50s, 60s. That's awesome. And there's a heap of it is like, except like just Disney stuff, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then they said at the very bottom, it's a all the new stuff. Well, yeah, like they got all, all the new Disney stuff as well. So, you know, uh, Wally's in there. Um, but, you, but you've also got the Disney Plus series is, is for the MCU. Yeah. So I think this is more, this list was more the stuff that is coming from a back catalog. From the back catalog, right. from the vault, like that we talked about. So that's, that's, it's, it's nice to see there's going to be a bunch of stuff on there. It's a decent lineup. Great lineup. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be other stuff that will be start coming um, later so yeah they there's a bunch of other articles i didn't really read through them i didn't yep. have time but they um they're gonna be bringing in more content yeah as it goes there's on there's a shitload yeah. there's a well, they so own many series. pretty much everything now yeah yeah well they own yeah you're right they yeah. own pretty much everything but, but there's also a shitload of series they're coming out with it's it's a, a i'm surprised they're dropping that much content that quickly yeah yeah it's great but like um, they're, they're talking about in the next couple of um Next couple of months after launch, that more more and more stuff will come on, like Endgame and as long as Infinity they can. War and well, the, the movies aside, right? Because you know we already own all of them anyway. It's not that exciting. It's more the 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 new content shit that they're doing. The Mandalorian, the yeah. you know all of the the Marvel, um, you know WandaVision, all that sort of stuff, all that mm. new stuff. That I'm impressed by how much of that's coming out in the next eighteen months. Yeah, I just hope they can maintain that momentum because it feels like we're getting spoiled. Yep. There's just they've blown their wad. I just hope that there's that they maintain that level of energy and investment well, into it. I think it they will. Time. I mean, they have for what over twenty three films. It's you know. Yes, but but I want. It's not just not in terms of maintaining momentum in keeping making episodes, but also coming up with new stuff. Yep. Because they're they're dropping like what fifteen new series over the next eighteen months. I think so. Yeah. Across several properties as well. Yeah, so. but but I mean. I, I hope they're going to continue to make new series as, as, as yeah. well. They're, they're not dropping... Podcast kind of noisy. You just push <laughs> her off the table. Just don't do it as nastily as Chris does. As nice as Chris As does. nastily. Because oh. when Chris wants to get a cat off the table, he just sweeps his arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all those shows, they're, they're not dropping them all at once as in uh, doing season dumps? Or are they, they, no. Uh, no, no, they're but, doing episodic okay. yeah, releases. That's good. That's which I'm good. glad they are. Yeah, look... We're, we're, Old-fashioned or not, but it's... Uh, no, you are old-fashioned. I, I, I like binging. I, I, I like something to look forward to, you know. Just pace it out That's a little bit. Birthday blowjobs you look forward to. TV, you want to watch all in one go. You get them for your birthday? I'm single, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I just have to pay for <laughs> them. I forgot the hookers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. On everything I just said is a joke. 100%. Please don't kill me. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> cool. That's Disney+. Plus. I'm, I'm fucking excited. It's only four weeks-ish away, less than. Yeah. No, about it's, four weeks. it's about a month away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fucking awesome. Um, beer. Let's talk yeah, about let's beer. let's talk about the beer. Uh, it's... I like it. Flavorful for how it's, light it's it is. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You said three percent. Three percent. Yeah. Yeah. Look, oh, I mean, you, you can tell it's it's, it's definitely light. Uh, but Talking to the mic. It's definitely light, but it's uh no, it's really good. I you get a lot of cucumber yeah. out of it on both the nose and in the palate. Yeah. Um, it's it's not puckeringly sour. It's obviously a kettle, but it's actually quite refreshingly sour. It is very definitely refreshingly sour. That is going to be a Kill a lawnmower beer. Kill a lawnmower <laughs> beer. No, just like that is the perfect beer for like when I finish work and you know at the pub and it's just like yeah. middle of summer. And you want to have five and then drive without yeah. getting pinged? Knockoff beers. It's the perfect knockoff beer. It's yeah. just like the first one doesn't even touch the sides. No. It's just refreshing. It's flavorful. But you'd you have to drink blue. four pints before you really started to feel it, right? Yeah, probably. Um, depending, you know. How dehydrated you were that day. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't eat anything. But my, yeah. my point is you don't... I mean, a, a good after work beer, if you're going to have a couple of cheekies before getting in a car, you yeah. want to keep the, the alcohol content low. This is a fucking flavorful beer for a 3%er. And it's a cool looking can. Um, we'll put up a picture of the can, but it's got various little celery and grapefruit and... Um, you do get a little bit of the grapefruit, not much. A little bit. You get that kind of citrus tang at the back. Oh, that's, but yeah. okay, that's I the don't think I get any it. celery. But I, I get shitloads of um, cucumber. Yeah, picking up the salt. Like, yeah, you do get a salt. It's almost a goza. It's it's a little bit of it, like a, a sour mm. goza. Yeah. Um, garage project, smashing it again. Mm. Yeah. I think Some I picked up a few um, garage project ones. It asked, I was listening to the last couple of podcasts when you said sours, and you referred to them as kettle sours. Somebody want to explain that part to me? Where's Dan when you need yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I've I know. Had a fucking long day, and I can't think. Uh, what is it? It's um. I'm going to embarrass the crap out of myself right now because I wasn't prepared it's for that. A, you're the only one who really works in hospitality. Yeah, no. Um, Which is why he would be... Like, if I tried to answer the question, everyone would go, oh, fucking Pete doesn't know what he's talking about. But I don't get paid to know either. No, Back that's to true. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Not to front load the pressure, mate. Yeah, no, it's it's kettle sours and uh, it's when, when you add add the yeast into the boil pretty sure i'd have to come back to you i have to look it up i haven't been asked that question in a long long time um yeah i mean from my perspective i, I only i only know of two types of sour there's either kettle sour which is made essentially in the mash yeah or in the in the process of making the beer or it's barrel aged sour which goes into barrels once it's made and yeah, I, but i don't know if it gets any sourer or if it just picks up characters from the barrel well, that's that's like the the traditional like souring process would use the, the kind of more wild yeasts, and then there's lactobacillus, and there's all these mm. other kind of things. Yeah, I just I wasn't ready for that question. Sorry. <laughs> we'll come back to you in another episode. Stay posted. We'll find out on the break. <laughs> oh, I'll, sorry, I'll, I'll really look up my notes. Just on to that. clarify, I was talking directly to James, and not to anyone listening. Yeah, uh, we'll come back to you in another episode that you won't be invited to, James, for asking stumping questions. It was, no, it's good. Stump me with questions. It, like, it was you know, just, I need it's, to, it's the one time we needed Dan. It's like the first episode the guy hasn't been in for how long? Oh, actually, well, it's, no, he's he two in like a couple three of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. It's a new run. Dan, you let the team down. He's running away from us. <laughs> cool. Um, that was a really good beer. I'm, I'm actually a little yeah. upset I didn't go and buy seven more. Yeah, yeah. I had it on tap recently at the Union and it was killer on tap. I mm. like, but yeah. 
a Passover. No, don't don't be fucking painful just to look at a can. You can look at the cans later. It's not the right sort of can that you need to look at it right now. No, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It is pretty cool. Talking it's to pretty the cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about the next piece of information we have up on the board, and that is the PlayStation 5 announcement. Yes, this is going to be good. I am a fucking uber nerd. I'm glad they haven't gone down the Microsoft path where it's all about the streaming and not about the hardware. Mm-hmm. Although Microsoft are releasing new hardware, but they've kind of yeah. taken focus away from hardware. Yeah, but that's probably in response to... The fact that they've never made money out of the Xbox. Well, that and... Uh... <laughs> no, they haven't. They, I mean, well, maybe it's changed for the, for the latest one. they money from me. No, but the, the, maybe it's changed for the latest one. But the first two or three gens, they yep. were making a loss on the hardware to hit, the num- hit a price point that sold mm. and they'd make money back in peripherals and games. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas PlayStation's always been positive cash flow wise in, for the actual hardware itself. But yeah, no, PS5, you're going to get, you know, all the normal spec increases, CPU, RAM, and, and storage. But they're going to solid state, which is fucking awesome. Yep. So less loading time. Don't believe anything you read on the internet, folks, about there being no loading time because they will fucking guarantee you there's still going to be loading time. Yeah. Um, but it will be a shitload quicker. The controllers are haptic feedback. So they're taking the, the spinny motors out, which is cool. Yep. Um, and will be haptic instead, which I've got to say, I would have been two years ago, three, maybe three years ago, I would have been a little bit circumspect about. But these days with the iPhone, the haptic engine's really fucking impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has fi- replaced physical buttons seamlessly. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And, and variable tension in the controller triggers. I think triggers. that's probably the coolest thing to come out about the new controller is, which will inevitably, by the sounds of it, be called the DualShock 5. <laughs> inevitably, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, pulling a trigger when you've got, especially in like a game like Tomb Raider is a perfect example because you use guns and bows, but like mm. using the gun, it'll be quick little pulls, but when you actually try and pull for the bow, it'll actually resist. And yeah. Yeah. yeah which I think it's a great little oh, thing. So dynamically adjusting. <laughs> yeah. So desi- yeah, like game designers can go in and adjust the setting for whatever. The tension on the, the triggers. tension on the triggers. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't have that in Xbox land, do you? <laughs> It's so hard not to stay, say things that I'm not allowed to say on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually makes me a terrible person because it just shouldn't be part of my vocabulary. But anyway. No. Um, but good news like... The backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility, yeah. yeah. So especially with hardware as well. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. and Yeah, that's right because the PSVR is going to be compatible with the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Which to me... Like, I'm glad but at the same time disappointed that it hasn't forced them to come up with a, a new generation of VR. But then, why the fuck would you? Yeah, there's not enough games. To, I I think it's it's hanging on by its teeth at the moment. VR. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm still on the fence about. I've wanted to get one for ages, and we talked about doing the thing on the on the podcast, and it's just like there's still only this, what twenty. Oh no, there'd be there'd be maybe fifty games that are VR enabled. Yeah, and and, and out of those fifty, probably 30, 40 of them are afterthought games, not mm. full blown AAA titles designed for VR. Yeah, but I think now knowing that if... Because I was thinking, oh, PSVR came out, what, halfway through the ps yeah. fucking life cycle? Like, now I'm more inclined to go out and get one. Knowing that you're knowing future-proofed. Knowing that I'll be able to... Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's nothing worse than going to get, like... The trick will be, though, your... There's no... I don't see how the PS5 would increase the quality of the VR outcome on those goggles. So whilst mm. it might be compatible and you might be able to play... PlayStation 5 formatted games. It's not going to revolutionize it. It's not going to change the experience because the screens are a fixed resolution yeah. with, a, with a fixed refresh rate on inside the goggles and all of your video processing is happening in the box that comes with the VR, not the PlayStation. 
Interesting. So feeding it more juice, I don't think is going to make any fucking difference. Mm. It it might allow them to create better games, but I don't see how it's going to create better quality virtual reality. Not that there's a problem with the quality. The problem with virtual reality at the moment is you don't have enough developers with big enough testicles to fucking make AAA titles for it. Well, yeah, I guess the sales just haven't supported the idea. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a chicken and egg thing, right? Mm. If you don't build enough AAA titles, you're never going to get the sales. If you don't get the sales, you're never going to invest in AAA <laughs> titles. Like someone's got to fucking... It's not going to be the fans that give ground on this. It's going to be the fucking... No. It has to be the developers. But I think them coming out and saying that the PSVR will be backwards compatible with the PS5, I think might push a lot of people who are sitting on the fence about yeah, it. Might yeah. go, hey, now I'll, I'll get it. Like if I just have to upgrade, like, you know, I can trade it in and then upgrade to... the yeah. VR two when that comes out, like yeah, that's a good point. They like the articles I read. They said that they weren't looking to develop a PS VR two for yeah okay for PS for some time. Like, they, no, but honestly, the only having having had the goggles for a while now and played a few games, admittedly not many. Chris, I, I don't, I think Chris has got one now, but Chris has played like fifty different fucking games. Yeah, in VR, I've probably played played five and I've only played one seriously yeah because it just didn't capture me enough mm. um, but really the next generation needs to be like natively HDR in, in goggles it's got to be probably 4K because at the moment it's already 1080 yeah um, and the rest of it's got to be about the processing box because you know you go back to Skyrim I keep going back to Skyrim because yep. that's my primary experience with it and it was pixelated as fuck it was polygonal yeah. you could see the edges on, on shit it wasn't you know, we're used to playing full high def. You know, you can see the eyeballs of the guy that you're sniping from across the map in Battlefield Five. Yeah. And then you go to VR, and it's like I'm stuck back in the fucking nineties. Yeah. We're not in the eighties anymore with those old blocky VR yeah. rigs you had <laughs> yeah. at the fucking conferences. But yeah. you know, it's it's only really one gen passing. You you really don't want to take such a large leap going backwards just to say that yes, I'm trying this new technology. Yeah, like yeah. fucking commit, guys. Yeah. Get in there the, and fucking the commit. The expectations already been set. And and I, and and the, the dumb thing is the only reason it hasn't taken off, I think, is the games. Yeah, makes sense. Because if someone dropped five titles on your lap and said you can only play these games and they're awesome games in their own right, but you can only play them if you go out and buy a PSVR, what are you going to be doing next weekend? Probably buying a PSVR. Yeah. Probably. Anyway. <laughs> um, was there anything else? I think there was one other major thing with the PS5. I've got to ask. I've seen some images come around for the uh, PS5. Is that actually what That's it's going to look like? Developers kit. Those okay. that kind of that spaceship V looking yeah yeah that's that's a monstrosity de- developers kit because that was okay. the first thing I thought and I was like oh that's yeah not I'm like pretty. yeah but yeah I first comment I saw was like someone just going you know that's the developer kit just calm yeah. down yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, released holiday 2020 alongside the Xbox Project Scarlet so holiday 2020 meaning I'd Christmas say Christmas next 2020 year? no yeah November I'd yeah say. yeah so we're a year away basically yeah um. Good to see, though, that they're still going to be releasing the new big AAA titles they've announced, like Last of Us 2. Yeah. Um, the Ghosts of Tsushima, which is the ninja one from Sucker Punch, the guys who did Infamous. Yeah, okay. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer, that looks no, sick. No, I haven't. It looks really cool. Um, but they're aiming to do that still for the PS4, but then probably do like a, you know, with Last of Us 1, it kind of bridged the end of the... PS3's life yeah, into PS4 and then the remastered came out. Um and it was a big difference too between Yeah. 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 But that's the that's the hardware jump, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So Although I have to say the one thing I have I have noticed with 
the transition from PS3 to PS4 was a lot different to the transition from 2 to 3 and 1 to 2 mm. in that if you look at games that were released at the beginning of the PS3 life cycle to games that, are, that were released right at the end, there is a chalk and cheese difference in quality of, of graphics. And, you know, you can tell that over the five-year period the PlayStation 3 was the, the flagship product. Yeah. Developers had learned how to um, tweak and optimize their code to run more efficiently on the PlayStation platform over that five-year period. Yeah. And yet, if you look at the PlayStation 4 lifecycle, the quality of games that came out with release of the PS4 are about the same as what they are right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's... that. I, I would Obviously, every developer is always going to be looking to optimize their code every time they write a game. But yeah. and, and you pick up tips and tricks from other people that have already released games. But I actually think it's, it, it just got to a, a critical mass on the platform itself where the, the quality of the processes, the, quality, the amount of RAM, the, the, the video card was high enough that you didn't have to optimize. It wasn't quite the necessity yeah, it okay. used to be. Yeah. I mean, and look, the reality is if you take a game that's been ported or, or was co-developed for PC and PlayStation and Xbox because they're all the same fucking platform now, that's the irony about all of this yeah. is mm. they're all the same fucking platform. Well, is it Sony's now got... Uh, was it so yesterday? Well, it doesn't run Windows 10. It's all uh, good. 100, uh, yeah. is 100 plus games now that are now cross-play between yeah. platforms. Like well, yeah, and Sony finally pulled their thumb out of their yeah. ass on that topic because yeah. that was Sony doing that. 100%, yeah. Because um, Microsoft were ready to do it years ago. Mm. I think it was two years we've been in the making for, for cross-platform. But if you look at... If you compare a game on a, on a PC platform versus PlayStation 4, really, if you set your graphics quality to medium to high yeah. on most PC games, that's what you're experiencing on the PlayStation 4. But it's essentially the same platform. They, yeah. they don't really have to. They don't have to recode. There's no real porting. Used to be a case of taking the code for a game and modifying that code to deal with the syntax of another platform. These mm. days, it's not like that. It's no. it's all containerized. You can just pick it up and drop it on the other fucking platform. Yeah. And the only thing you really need to do is tweak for drivers, because obviously the drivers are fixed on a PlayStation platform because yeah. it's fixed fixed graphic card, etc. How the fuck did we end up in such a technical discussion when the guys aren't here? This is what happens. This is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> don't go to the food court, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there was something else that was um, that was specific about the PlayStation Five, but I can't remember it and I can't find it while I'm talking. So. Uh, yeah, there was uh, one other thing we, we controller heard. solid state. It's probably some fucking streaming thing to keep up with Microsoft and their streaming dreams. Yeah, no, there was definitely something else I can't think of. It. It'll, it'll come to us and we'll wake up in the middle of the night screaming it. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> PlayStation. <Okay. laughs> oh, scared the cat. The sixth place. Yeah. I never understood that, but anyway. You know the PlayStation 2 ads? Where they, she used to whisper right at the end? The third place. I never understood what the fucking third place was. Where were the first two? Well, there was PlayStation 1 and they were, they were advertising the PlayStation 2 as the third place. I don't know where the first or the second place was. That just didn't make sense to me. But we're up to the PS5, so it's got to be the sixth place. I don't know. I don't know. There's some sexual innuendo there somewhere that I could make, but I'm going to choose not to. Um, cool. 4K HDR, there was some other shit around the graphics quality on the PlayStation 5. That was the thing that we forgot. I just don't remember the specifics. And Kara's just, and the podcast cats just destroyed the microphone setup. Shall we? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Hello, cat. She's such an attention whore. She is. Um, cool. Shall we take a break? We're half an hour in. Um, let's take five because I'm going to kill this cat. 
Hang on a second. Oh. <laughs> Someone's in trouble. <laughs> and we've come back from a research break where we can talk about the final feature of the PlayStation 5 and mm. talk about kettle sours. So the last feature on the PlayStation 5 is modular installation. Yes, this yeah. is exciting for me. I'm I'm keen for this the amount of time. Well, I had to buy one of those Seagate 2 terabyte drives. Oh, really? For my you know you can delete the old games when you finish them, right? Yeah, but then if I want to go back and play it, and I've got to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah no. re-download them. <laughs> oh, NBN, bro. I dad got it for me on my birthday. Yeah, okay. so I said I bought it. I yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. Dad, right. <laughs> I want a present. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, look, they've been experimenting with this idea for a while now. They've, you know, it's it's like I was just talking about the Battlefield Five install experience. So that was a I bought a digital copy when you first. In that would have taken a while. Yeah, it was 80-something gig. Jesus. It was just ridiculous. But but when you first install it, you can launch the game almost immediately and load into the tutorial mission. Yeah, It's very, very short, annoyingly short, because mm. the idea is play this tutorial while we install the campaign, play the campaign, the single-player campaign, play that for a while while we install multiplayer. So you're yep. not really left bored, except the tutorial takes less than five minutes and it's all bots. Mm. And then it took another hour for the single-player campaign to load in chunks, in chapters. And then it took two fucking days with a 100 meg NBN download speed to get the multiplayer game installed and playing. So, But the point is they've been experimenting with this modularization for a while, but, but PlayStation 5 takes it to another level where you can actually elect to never install the single-player. So you'll be able to buy the disc or buy the digital download and just install the multiplayer section or install everything and then when you finish the single player campaign campaign, delete it to free up space and keep the multiplayer campaign on there. Yeah. It's a cool idea. I think it's great. I, I will definitely be on the install the single player. It's one of those features. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. features that makes sense, but at the same time it'll be we'll just take it for granted. It'll just be part of day to day life within a month of the, of owning a PS five. But it's a fucking yeah. cool idea. It just means that they're thinking about that sort of shit. So yeah. that's cool. Um, the good thing for me as well is like I've got a pretty severe backlog at the moment of games and being able to know that I'll be able to play them on the PS5 <laughs> means I won't have to be like, ah, oh, I've got to rush through that game and rush yeah, through that game. Like, yeah, yeah. Did the same thing with PS3. I do remember that. Yeah, transition. I remember it was like the day before. I took the like couple of days off before the PS4 release because I got on launch day and everything yeah. to finish like three or four games that I had that like had just had the last little bit and like Emma came home and it's like have you showered or eaten in the last three days I was like no must finish game <laughs> get me V woman <laughs> um, you're gonna be like that Korean guy who drank like 30 fucking oh, Red Kevin, Bulls and died no no it wasn't that oh. bad um, wasn't playing an MMO yeah did you not hear about that oh. that was that's a, that that's a few years ago story, now. Yeah, yeah he didn't, didn't eat didn't consume anything except Red Bulls to keep himself going and had a heart attack and and he was in his 30s. Darwinism yeah. right there. He was in his <laughs> 30s. It's the Darwin <laughs> Awards. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just on that topic, actually, have you ever noticed that, you know, like the the average gamers now, what, early 30s, mid 30s? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say sure. roughly our age, probably more a few years younger than we are. Because we're I guess on, when you, you when you bounce out, like in terms of the amount they play, I think it's the kind of defining yeah. characteristic for that. But I, I you know... Uh, the average gamer these days isn't the standout pimply-faced nerd that it was when we were kids growing up playing video no. games, right? And yet when you go to those launch launch openings for the PlayStation 4, I was the only guy that I'd hang out with in a bar in that whole fucking queue. The rest... I, used to, I was working at EB 
<laughs> around the time. Right. Like, yeah. The, like, the rest of the queue that was there for the midnight launch of the PlayStation 4 fit that old pimply-faced nerdy fucking image to a T. Yeah. It was very, very fucking bizarre. It is, but now it's like it's all, all works like I've, I've got... There's, be interested to see what it'd be like for PS5 release, right? To see what the cultural yeah. changes are. Well, I've got, I've got, including myself, there's four people I know who who have a PS4 at my work at the moment. Yeah. Um, two girls and myself and my head chef. Um, I play online with my head chef occasionally. Like where I've got to play Borderlands 3 with him when I finally get around <laughs> to playing it. Yeah. But um, yeah, and just talking to the girls the other day and one of them was like, oh, I've, my brother gave me his old PlayStation. I started playing Skyrim and it's like, I got lost in this cave the other day and I was like, I know the exact feeling. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I was going to like this town and I was like, yeah. And then this thing popped up saying going to this cave. She's like, yeah. And I was like, you went in? She's like, 100%. I was like, really? how, how is, long? She, is she single? <laughs> she seems easily influenced, right? Well, that's how I played Skyrim. <laughs> Going into dark caves. Yes, but I've already strangers. offered you candy and you came to the dark <laughs> cave. That's why you're on the podcast. Oh, is that where <laughs> I am? <laughs> it's Fritzel's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Too Old soon? Yosef. No, that's you. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Don't answer that question. Don't answer that question. No, Does no, she listen to the podcast? No, they all okay. They all are interesting. They're all smarter they, than that. They they're all smarter. Yeah, than good. Yeah. yeah, good. Okay, cool. Um, the other thing that we we briefly researched while uh, this might we, be my last episode, boys. <laughs> some, of the, <laughs> some of the comments tonight. I don't know, man. You're the editor, so you need to be here. <laughs> uh, yes, to answer um, the question earlier, can uh, you pour and talk? I can pour and talk. Do you want to pass me the glasses? Now, tell so us about kettle sours. It's basically a yeast infection. No, um, no, it's uh, steel versus wood is kind of what we said. Okay, so, so ke- kettle sours are soured a lot quicker because it's made in the kettle. Made in the kettle, so they but put it's not called a kettle. I got in, I got in trouble for calling it's it that. It's a tank. <laughs> it's it might it's, be a bright tank, but that's no, into the into the mash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. and then traditional sours are aged in barrels, and that's where they get their sour characteristic from. Oh, so they actually so the the souring process is absorption of character from the oak from what, or the yeah. or whatever it happens to be yeah. barreled in, plus all of the remnants of from the wine or the everything else yeah. or whatever. Right. So they pour a normal beer into a into a barrel, and then two years later they pull out a sour. That's as fucking far cool. as I'm aware. Yeah. Whereas kettles, they must add something to force the the souring process. Well, I imagine it's the, also the temperature that's because mm. you're doing it into the mash, which yeah. Yeah, all yeah, that which all is all goes into control. the control. Yeah, so cool. Um, so we have choices. So next, we've got three beers. We're uh, drinking all of them, so we don't. We really are have choices, them, but it's where, what flavors you want to do first. Okay. Um, so we got three from Hop Nation. Um, big shout out to Xavier. Thank you for getting me a hold of these beers. Thank you, Xavier. Um, he's a good egg, and he's got a cool name too. He does. It's um, right at the end of the list. <laughs> and he runs a nice school for gifted children. Um, <laughs> I was trying to avoid going there. Uh, I just watched. I watched X Men yesterday. Like. But at least he gets easy parking everywhere he goes. <laughs> um, so we have three three beers. So there's the cobbler, which is the peach sour, the full, the raspberry sour. And, I love a peach cobbler. Um, and the blossom, the cherry sour. Oh, I uh, like I like cherries and blossoms more. Yeah. So these going are the. To a dark place. This is. So you'll be taking the first cherry. Oh, actually, no, we're going to go in the order. So they've got part one, part two, and part three of their sweet and sour series. So the first one we're going to be having is the cobbler, which is the peach, peach sour. sour. Um, and they say this series was made to put some fun back in your belly. Which wow. Is, that's a nice way to put it. Mm. So it's got lactose in there. <laughs> but is it astringent? 
<laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out. Does it have any residual sweetness? I don't know. Residual sugars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the boys. You guys talk about the boys. I yeah, that's right. You haven't yet. seen it. So we're going to try and keep it spoiler free. I mentioned a few episodes. Uh, go nuts. I'm going to watch it anyway. I mentioned a few podcast episodes ago that I couldn't get into it. I watched three episodes. It was the main motivation. When they I blew up that guy with the bombing in the ass. Um, and <laughs> I never. Translucent. I was avoiding spoilers. Fuck, man. I imagine they're all going to die. It seems to be the general concept of the show. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciated the raw violence, right? It is, it is a realistic representation to my mind of what it would really be like if, if people in, in today's society had superpowers. They would just go around fucking anything they wanted, fucking, any, fucking up anything they wanted, doing whatever the fuck they want because they're above the law because what are you going to do? So and, and the series is very Yell much Martha at them. <laughs> That'll Yell stop Martha at them. That's right. Um, but I just couldn't get into it. And then I was stuck on a plane for fourteen hours and watched the rest of it. And I'm actually really glad I did because it's not groundbreaking. It's not something I'd probably go back and rewatch the way I did Titans. But it's it's fucking good. It's fun. I'll watch the next the next uh, series. Oh fuck me, that's good. Sorry, <laughs> the beer is really good. He's I'm, talking about the beer, not the other show. Up, holding <laughs> up, trying it. All right, we'll, we'll all try it then. I'll add a marker, and I need to make sure no C bombs after letting a C bomb go out onto the airwaves. I'm can't very ashamed of myself. I'm so offended. Not I've, that anyone gives into the show. <laughs> I'm that offended. Yeah. Pete at bhbanker.com. I'll echo those sentiments. That's good. Yep, that's good. Uh, I don't think I've ever eaten a peach cobbler. Um, it's kind of like a apple. Strudel. It's like an Abu Strudel. <laughs> strudel, yeah. <laughs> um, but with peach. Yeah, nice. Uh, so fruity and tart with Great addition of lactose. Yes, there's lactose in this. So um, it's it's nice. It's yeah, it's all good. it's borderline mouth puckeringly sour, but it's got a nice sour profile to it. Yeah, without being over the top. You definitely get peach out of it. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I get the peach, but I also get a, a very like I don't know what it is, a very strong smell. Um, it, not that Did it you wash your hands after the, the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't the cat throw you that its far. Asshole around. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been the cat's asshole on the microphone before. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 get, I get a very, I can't pin it, but I get a very strong thing, a smell on the nose, but it does not translate to the taste. The taste is just spot on. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really smashing beer. I hope they redo that. Yeah. I hope when gets a bunch in. Well, this has been this has been out for a little while, so I was, we were lucky to get okay some of these. These were from Xavier's own stash. Wow. So the Hop um, Nation was this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually super excited. I got a beer. We've tried up. most of Hop Nations on this yeah, podcast, I think. Yeah, because every time we see the cans, we pick them up. Oh, it's just it's they they stick so true to their design. It's it's white, plain white background, black ink, and then a bit of green thrown in there in various spots just to make the design pop. Um, I've got to say, we've found, I don't know if it's just, obviously it's not just the podcast, but mm. we've found recently, I've found recently, there's some good mainstayers that have really come to the fore in the last 12 months in beer in Australia. Hop Nation's one of them. Yep. Garage Project is another. Um, Bucket Boys. There's, there's, I'm, I can't name them all, so don't think I'm no, excluding no. anyone. But, you know, we used to, on the podcast, we used to just try anything randomly. Yep. And you'd get a mixed bag of average versus holy fuck balls, Batman, this is amazing. But I've noticed recently that, that there's a few that have come out 
that play to our tastes of beer, not so much in specific flavors, yeah. but more the experimental guys that are still doing solid fucking beers month on month. Yep. Well, uh, I think it's also, I mean, we'd obviously, we kind of know what we all like now, so we would be picking those as well. Like, Well, you know, uh, yes, but at the same time, we've in the podcast circle, we've got some very different tastes. Yeah. Um, I make no secrets that I love my sours. Chris and Dan love their stouts. There's, you know, we've, we've milk stout. I mean, there's so many different things and, and a lot of Neepers have come to the fore over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, there isn't really a style that none of us, that all of us don't like. Mm. It's just that we're not going for, like Modus, for example, makes some fucking solid ass beers, but it's rare that we'll pick up a Modus beer to try it on the podcast because they're not really, I don't, frequently see them doing anything that's out of out of the normal it'd be a boring podcast to review you know 30 ipas one after the other oh yeah plus we you know (laughs) how much how much difference are you going to get out of 30 ipas but it's fucking easy to walk into any good brewery seller and these days and and you could pick up 30 different brands of ipa yeah um we go out of our way to find shit that's weird and wonderful and different and people are experimenting we've got a fucking double milk stout with a different flavor profile this which we probably won't try tonight because it's no, a bit bit heavy only, for yeah. two drivers. But, you know, so I've, I've just... My comment was more that there are some breweries now that I'm finding have come to the fore in terms of pushing the boundaries. Oh, 100%. Like, obviously, I, I work in beer and I, like, I run a beer bar and I see this all the time and what I get offered to purchase to, mm. to put on tap. Um, and, like, close to us, I've got the most of the Inner West brewers. Yep. My, my, my venue's in the Inner West and, like... The one that's kind of churning out the most interesting stuff at the moment is the little small batch, which we had one of the mm. cans on the last episode. Mm. Um, and just to see that they've got their little system, they do, you know, maybe like six kegs of each. But it's just guys playing, which is just cool, fun. Like the guys at Moondog, they do the same thing. Yeah. Like they always bring out little experimentals. And most of them don't, which is unfortunate, don't leave their little breweries yeah. or the brew bars. But because they get consumed so damn quickly, yeah. Right? But if you're lucky enough to get there when they're on, then you're in for an absolute treat. Like, yeah, it's almost. The, I mean, that's essentially what Bounty Hunter Brewing were doing, right? Yeah, that's all they were doing. It was just small batch brews of some weird and wonderful shit, and it was quite out there. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to be able to talk about them as if they're not here because they're not here mm. for a change. <laughs> um, but I was lucky enough on Sunday. I was down at uh, the Australian Heritage Hotel on the Rocks. Yep. Um, and every year they do the their beer fest um, where they actually yeah. take over the street that goes mm-hmm. around the corner of the pub. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the beers that were there, like most of the breweries we've had on the podcast were there. Um, and it was just like a couple of classics were on, some of their new experimental stuff, but everything was just like, and this is, you know, it was a sunny, warm Sunday. Yep. They got kegs sitting, you know, in stands where you can walk up and go try it's like they're sitting in a cool room in the perky thing but everyone's yeah. still tasting fantastic like that's cool yeah it's just some really cool stuff that was out there um and i highly recommend you guys get along to it if you can but it's um yeah cool yeah it was just good to see that even those things that you know we've been tasting forever like i had i had a you know they give you a little tasting cup little 200 ml cup yeah um and one so of the first gabs on it. There was some spare stock <laughs> left over. <laughs> and uh, no, it was individually branded. It was a different style um, of cup. Uh, but like the, one of the first, it was actually looked like a little mini schooner. It was like okay. the cutest cool. little schooner ever. Yeah. Um, but one of the first beers I went and had was an Akasha Hopsmith IPA. And it was just like, this is still tasting as good and as exciting as when I first had it. 
however yeah. many years ago. Hopsmith's a fucking mainstay though. Yeah, it's just such a yeah. It's just like, but that's that's the quality we're getting now. It's not just people experimenting because they don't have a quality core range. It's like, yeah, you're right. They're they're branching out from their core range, yeah. or you know that even when they're experimenting, they know how to make a fucking solid base beer. Yeah, and so the experiment. You know, and, and we see this sometimes on CBC, the the um, Craft Beer Crew uh, Facebook group where someone will complain and say, this is the worst fucking beer I've ever tried. It's a piece of shit. They're the Which ones is that, never the way to review a beer. <laughs> and those are the discussions you and I and Chris and a couple of others tend to wade into more frequently than just people just generally saying, hey, this was a good beer. It was all right. Yeah. It's the ones where someone has a strong negative opinion. It's okay to have a strong negative opinion against a beer. But to tar the whole fucking brewery because you didn't like a particular beer, that's kind of where I step up yeah. and go. Well, it's usually when they don't provide any real, I don't, yeah, any real you're, reason you're right. for not but liking unless, the beer. It's just like, this, this is shit and I hate it and fuck this and brewery this, and they can die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, cool, what did it taste like? What was wrong with the flavor profile? Yeah. Well, come what, on, man, what give beers, us something. What I don't it? like cherries. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, I don't like anything. <laughs> what 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 beers in that same flavor profile have you tried that you do like to be able to say that this brewery is fucked because they made a bad one? Yeah, that's the other thing, right? If yeah. you if you try a Nipa and you hate Nipa, don't get Maybe on the fucking just, yeah. Don't get on the internet and yeah. say I tried their Nipa and they're a fucking shit brewery and they're a bunch of dumb fucks that don't know how to make beer. Yeah. Well, if you don't like the Meanwhile, flavor profile, stouts and sours and everything else. Yeah, so. exactly. But don't take away their ability to pitchfork on the internet. Come on, man. <laughs> there would there would not be an internet without pitchforking. Speaking of which, how did your uh, Milo beer turn out? Ah, it's good. Really happy with it. The guys at Moondog are legends. They made... Are we getting some for the podcast? Yes, yes. Okay. I went to a... Uh, a it was a loaded question. I was going to bring one to one, <laughs> this one, but then I I didn't want to deal with Chris yelling at me for bringing it that's when fair. he wasn't here. No, 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 that's fair. <laughs> but if he's not here, he can't yell at you. Yeah, but he'll no, yell at me later. Have you met, have you met Chris? You, he only lives 10 kilometers down the road. You'd be able to hear him yelling from here. Yeah. Be out um, the back. I can smell the motor. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was able to get uh, some canned up um, through... Uh, Friends canning machine, yep. um, another venue. So that was really nice of them. Um, mainly because I'm getting a canning machine here for the um, protein powder we were talking about last episode. So <laughs> I'm going to be able to use mine. So <laughs> might just want to give it a good clean out Still first. Still in the back of the throat. Yeah. Um, so yes, I've got a, I've got some cans of it to bring. So and it's awesome. a four forty mil can as well. So. Oh, nice, very so, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm actually hopefully I've got one keg left on my nitrogen line, and then hopefully I'm going to put one of the kegs onto the nitro line, and it's just going to be. Thick shake of mine. Yeah. So yeah, they um the best thing about that beer is they it's based on the the idea when you were a kid and you asked mum, can I have some Milo on my ice cream? And mum said, sure, but you only had two scoops. And so you went, cool. Mum's like, can I two, pile how high is my scoop of Milo going to be? <laughs> and so I told this to the guys at Moondog and they go, okay. And I was like, cool. And we got down there and we we're doing the brew day and you know, um we poured thirty six kilos of milo into this thousand liter brew jesus and i was like how'd you come up with 36 like you know trying to get a bit more information they're like well you said you wanted that idea and then so we figured out how much milo we'd need to get a milo taste and then we added 80 percent. and i was like <laughs> correct number thank you gentlemen like that's fucking perfect the first the first thing everyone says when they have the beer is like fuck milo and i was like yep that's the exact reaction i wanted that's really good so. and what's the base is it milk stout no, it's a English brown ale. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I can see that. It either goes nutty or it goes very sweet with a yeah. with a traditional brown ale. It's around six point two percent, so it's a little bit higher, but it's like that 
maintains that like flavor. Um, and it makes it, perfect sense when you think about it. You've got Milo, which is a malt-based product, into a malt-forward beer. Yeah. That's also, that profile's, it's malty and it's sweet. It's the perfect fucking base. Yeah. It's just a little less um, uh, cliche than a milk stout. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. But yeah, no, I had to get it canned up because um, my Emma's dad, his, his favorite beer is the Newcastle Brown Ale. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever we're over there, that's pretty much all we drink. It's just Newkey <laughs> Browns. Yep. And so that was, I was like, well, if I'm going to make a Milo beer, I want it to be malty. So I want a malty beer. So I want a brown ale. And I, oh, why not base it on a Newkey Brown Ale? So yeah. it's yeah, English, English style brown ale. So really low like amount of hops in there. Yep. Yep. Thick, uh, would you say it's thick on the tongue? Yeah, it's got a pretty pretty nice mouthfeel. Yeah. It's um, let us know when you've got it on NOS because I'll come up for that. Yeah, that'll be yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll um, I'll definitely let you guys know. Um, but I think we should have beer too while we you guys continue talking about the boys. Yes, yes. the boys. Oh, what were your thoughts? Shit, the boys, yeah. Um, talking to the mic. Don't look at me. Give me your glasses. <laughs> Fucking dead air. Me and my rules. Tell us so, about the boys. Yeah, after your uh, little, I uh, couldn't get into it. I kind of went in at, uh, I suppose, lower expectations, um, and I, I actually kind of glad I did because I think the same sort of hurdle that you started at, I kind of just coasted straight through. It was interesting, um, but it wasn't fucking. Oh my god, I've got to watch the next episode now. It, it definitely wasn't what I thought from the ads about getting to know your superheroes. Um, <laughs> I think that was an ironic ad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I mean, it was a it really interesting twist. And the part that I really liked was the commercialization of heroes. Yes. Um, it was a comment uh, on, on that, on materialistic society, wasn't it? Yeah. And just the, how what you see and what's marketed to you and the mass buy-in, what it's like behind those closed doors. Yeah. Y- you know, um, without obviously trying to give away too many spoilers, but, you know, just even, you know, the all-American uh, you know, Homelander. Homelander. That's it. I was about to say Fucking Captain America, hell. but uh, Homelander. You know, here he is, picture perfect, but then his mummy issues and his, you know, sort of that makes sense. <laughs> odd, odd ways, you know, because he was raised in a lab. You yeah, know? he was. Oh, he, weird, he was scripted. The weird breastfeeding thing that was going oh. on with the older <laughs> older birds. So, I was sitting there watching. No, it, so it wasn't. The, it was, the, uh, the normal rule in my house is uh, no breastfeeding to, on no, TV. <laughs> no breastfeeding in public. Um, hey, don't be like that, man. No, I can't breastfeed. Oh, okay, that's okay. Um, <laughs> Straight away, I've gone back to that scene in Family Guy. Family Guy. That's yeah. <laughs> 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 Tom just pulled a fucking a chest hair out of his teeth. But uh, <laughs> it's it's it started really well, and uh, just the standing rule is uh, we we got two TVs, big ones, obviously in the main lounge room. That's yours. Uh, no, um, <laughs> but in order for me to use and it, I'll, my wife will just Bella's lay, only allowed lay to there. Use the I'll big give run. her a foot rub, and I'll just watch whatever I want on the TV. Smart. Um, so it, it's like a win-win. I, I feel like I've got a loving relationship with somebody I can get along with, and, and she shuts the fuck up. And she shuts the fuck up while, while watch I'm watching TV. what I actually want to watch. So it works really well. It's I'm, a rather symbiotic relationship. I'm amazed I've got less than I thought I would to say about it, all of that. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> and uh, but but otherwise she's in the garage. T- towards the end, she was just watching it. Just turned to me and was like, "What the fuck are you watching?" Because <laughs> <laughs> some scenes were just starting to get really just creepy and weird. I and loved- I'm sitting there going, "Yeah." You know what? The, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, so I it I, works. Just, I just. 
I so I've been watching House MD, which is a fucking old school series. Oh, yeah, that, no, wrapped yeah, in, yeah, yeah. It wrapped in what twenty ten or something. Classic did, though. Did eight seasons. It's showing its age in terms of the quality of the um the recording. I watched it on Prime, I think, and I ran out. I mean, I, I gobbled up eight seasons of this series in about I don't know six weeks, seven weeks. It's, it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved House, I, but I there was twenty three episodes a season. It's not yeah. a short no, not format. Um, but I I ran I ran out, and it's like, what the fuck am I going to watch now? I've finished the boys on the plane. I, I, yeah. So I went back and watched. I didn't realize Flash is now on Stan. Oh. And I was behind on Flash because I decided that I wanted to legitimize all of my collection and it hadn't been released. So I watched the last four or five episodes of Flash and those thoughts do occur to you, right? A guy is traveling faster, faster than a bullet. Yeah. If he, if he, knowing, for example, in the real world, if you fire a 50 cal machine gun mounted on the top of a, of a, um, a Humvee and that bullet goes within if it tra- if that bullet travels within 1 meter of a human body it it basically incinerates the insides of that human body the, so the so wave. from the shock wave from the from the size of that bullet that projectile yeah. um, pushing the air out of the way at the speed that it's it, it exits the muzzle it turns fucking um, your organs into soup so that's a bullet that's a 50 cal bullet traveling yeah. I don't know what the fucking numbers are. 350 feet per second sounds about right. Whatever. Sure. Um, I'm, no, I'm no ballistics expert, but I'll yeah. go along with well, that. Well, they're not subsonic, so they've yeah. broken the speed, uh, the sound barrier, right? So they're yeah. going fast in the speed of sound, so past Mach 1. Mm. But then you, you compare that to the Flash, who's traveling at least faster than that bullet. Would he not just fucking superfy every bastard that he flows past? Yeah. Well, then, and, and then you get to the boys, and that's how the, how the whole series <laughs> opens. Yeah. The guy standing there talking to his girlfriend. He's just giving her a big kiss and a hug, and then she's standing there holding she's his hands liquefied. in the street, and she just <laughs> she just turns into mush. Yeah, right. There's teeth and jaw bones and fucking gibbs and you know rib cage just everywhere. The guy just gets fucking painted by pink mist. Yep, that's the start of the series. Okay, so I know what I'm in for. So they do very much experiment with if you if you intellectualize the superheroes we take for granted and you yep. think about the the flaws in the powers that we never really explore in the comics mm. or the movies, that's what The Boys is about. And and that, that's that been the biggest draw card for me. It's just, just a, a, a refreshing take. I'm kind of a... Translucent a little, boy. What would you do if you were invisible? Yeah. Go over to people's houses and jerk off while they get changed. And that's ba- or, or hang out in the girls' bathroom. No, I'm not saying that every guy would do that, but... Mm. but there's got to be a percentage, right? And, <laughs> and it would and it would have entered a percentage of guys' heads that hey, if, that if I was <laughs> particularly when you're a kid growing up, right? You're a teenager. What would you do if you're invisible? We all know what we'd be doing if you're a teenager and you're invisible, and that's what that guy was doing: yeah. fighting crime, <laughs> solving mysteries <laughs> to the Scooby. That was, <laughs> that was that old joke about. It. I think it was Superman flying above, and the invisible woman was. Yeah, no, I, I don't. You know what? I remember enough of the jokes to know that I can't tell on the podcast. Carry on. So the boys, oh, it was good, right? That's but actually interesting. H- Homelander, sits just standing out in the hallway, staring at his picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's totally in love with himself. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, and then that's what basically everyone's thinking while he's basically perving on and spying on, you know, his interests kind yep. of thing. Um, no, it's interesting that you talk about the whole like science, scientifying the superhero powers. Mm. I had a. I recently lent it. I, I bought it from, you know, the tunnel that's central that goes under kind of like up when you go up to Broadway. 
There's like that walkway tunnel, like from yes. Central yes. Station. Yes. yes. Yeah. There's that little bookstore, um, yeah, yeah. kind of near UTS there. Yep. Um, I went to Union Central, so I had to walk past it every day. And every so often, I'd pop in there. They had a few comic books mm-hmm. in there, so I'd get a, picked up a few actually, um, a few Star Wars comics from there and some some other Marvel ones. But I picked up this book, and it was, uh, it was about. 20 centimeters thick or whatever like quite large text but it was all about the science of the x-men okay <clears throat> and so this like there's been a few of those i mean there's the science of, yeah. of um star wars yeah. as well but all those like it's like, like that fun kind of thing where someone who is an actual acclaimed scientist <laughs> in whatever field i think yeah. this guy was a physicist and he was like trying to Written explain by stephen hawking yeah <laughs> so you can say that now because he's not around to no offend well i mean not that he was ever listening to our podcast no. Um, I mean, it'd be, would it be dictated but not read? Like, yeah, I was going to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking leave it. Uh, yeah, but it was kind of like this physicist and he was like... Sorry, if you haven't been insulted by our podcast <laughs> yet, please email me at p.bhbanter and tell me which minority group you belong to so we can make sure we can insult you in the next episode. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, but yeah, just like this guy trying to you know explain how he could scientifically justify Cyclops' visor working. Yeah, I often wondered about that actually. Yeah. Like... Uh, yeah, because I'm I'm reading one of the the Uncanny X Men series at the moment, and it's um on the Marvel Unlimited app. So I get like every other two weeks or something, I get the mm. new 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 um uh installment. And in the latest one, like so who I, cleans that guy's glasses? Like surely they fog up from time to time. And if you, if you've ever worn glasses, like spectacle glasses, you'll know that you have to take them off to clean them. Yep. frequently, and that guy's got them fucking welded to his head, like. Not welded, welded, but it's not, not like he can take them off and look at them while he's cleaning the just, smudge just, off. Just rub them in his. Uh, yeah, he's just he's t-shirt. just like he's just yeah, <laughs> just he takes them off and he's just like rubbing and praying and then. And, and is the inside of his eyes coated in ruby, to to be able to so well, when no, he clo- that switches them off? No, because he takes his his visor off all the time. And he's always like close your eyes. Yeah, no, I get that, but yeah. but what what about the visor is stopping the 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 light coming out, the ruby quartz. Right. Yeah. So when he closes his eyes, but I think it's is the inside it's of his eyelid it back into his eyes, and it's like cancelling itself out. Sure, but when he closes his eyes, he's not unless he's got ruby eyelids. It's not reflecting. He might. I haven't looked at the inside of his eyes. This is what I mean. Like yeah. this is where you start to consider the science <laughs> behind it. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so in the in the latest episode, he like his latest arc installment, he gets um issue. That was the word I was like, oh fuck me. Uh, he uh, gets shot in one of his eyes. Okay. So um, he really does become a cyclops. cyclops. Yeah, and Dark Beast like makes that, oh, well, now your, your nom de jour is kind of more fitting. Um, <laughs> but it actually changes the way he uses his power. If he tries to use a too powerful blast, he'll split like, it split his skull is what they talk about. And I was like, yeah. where are you now, Mr. Physicist? Explain yeah, yeah, this. Explain that. It doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. On that sense. topic, did you guys ever... Talking to the mic. On that topic, do you guys Seriously, ever... Seriously, uh... from now on, if, <laughs> you, you, don't bring, if you don't bring headphones, you get uninvited. But in this case, it just Ooh. would have been Tom and I talking. <laughs> would have had an I, I entire Doctor Who episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry the fuck up and release Doctor Who, goddammit. I'm sick yeah, of waiting exactly. for it. Uh, Nerdist.com. Do you guys have a, yeah. like YouTube? Uh, because Science with Carl Hill. No, I haven't watched them. No. It, it, pretty much the same thing. He goes and is like, you know, okay, well, <clears throat> um, you know, how strong or how, how, how would Ant-Man's punch work, you know, if he's at that. And yeah. he... And he He's like a science commentator kind of thing and he yeah, okay. applies the sciences to it, you know, and it's like, okay, would it be possible? Would it not be possible? You know, or it's not possible, but 
how big would it have to be or et cetera. Mm, mm. You know, what would have to be involved in order to make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, lightsaber, how would that work and yeah, cool. uh, all that sort of stuff. It's something that I do, you know, lunch break, I'm sitting at my desk having some lunch. It's great to just throw on and just sort of uh, – As opposed to hanging outside the primary school. Well, I was banned from that. Yeah, okay. For good reason. Yeah. Um, speaking of cycles, though, we can talk about this beer because it's ruby red. Um, it is. Great that segue. Yeah. That's a fucking corker of a segue. <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> So this is the cherry. Um, cherry sour, yeah. Blossom cherry sour. Uh, again, it is, has lactose in it. Um, it doesn't strike you as sweet. No. 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 Because you, you get a real sour finish. But yeah. I suspect that's because, um, you know, sour cherries are very sour. You'd probably yeah. just use the lactose to balance it a little bit better so it's not too puckering. Great cherry nose though, like yeah. cherry, and the color's beautiful. It is like just a, it's a dark, dark red, like yeah. glass of red wine kind of thing. It's actually yeah. really interesting to compare this. I would love to have done this next to, um, like the fruitwood or yeah. the or any of the complex cherry sours. But you know, probably an Aussie um, cherry sour. We did one not too long ago, actually. Um, the, so they're they're barrel aged complex cherry sour against this kettle aged sour because yeah. I've got to say obviously there's a different layer there's a different level of complexity you you get lots of of layered com- complex notes out of barrel aging as a process yeah uh, and I think it was a bourbon aged uh, bourbon barrel aged sour that, that was we the, tried. F- the fruit wood oh was that the fruit, the wood, fruit wood yeah so I thought that was an imported beer that was that was founders that's from the US yeah yeah okay. you're, I think you're thinking of the the red rabbit one yes which is also hop nation Yes, yeah. but that was a barrel aged. Yes, and it's, it'd be interesting side project. This, yeah. Side, yeah, it'd be interesting to put the two next to each other and and kind of go from one glass to the other because this I is a, got a fruit wood in the, in the fridge at home. It's a fucking great beer, it's cracking beer. Um, but you can't drink. I've noticed you can't drink three or four of them back to back because it starts to get a little bit fatiguing. Yeah, palate fatigue. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, this is a fucking solid kettle soured sour uh, cherry. Sour. I, yep. I don't. I can't think of the last time I had a kettle soured cherry sour, because it just fits in a barrel so easily. Like it's it's a pretty common way to do a, a sour, a barrel aged sour. This is fucking great. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it, it it plays across the tongue very well as well. You know, it just it's not overly carbonated, but I think it's perfect for what it is. Mm. These are all pretty lightly carbonated. Yeah. I have to say, I noticed that earlier. Yeah, it might just yeah. be the dirty glasses. Oh no, no. I've been making no. my powder. <laughs> but uh, it, but even for the uh, the peach one was the one we had first, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So the the peach and the cherry, that's just it just plays very well. Like yes. To, to quote old Pete, it's very easy drinking. It's easy to drink. It's easy, easy to drink. drink. Mm. But no astringency, Chris. Just so you know. <laughs> just so you know, mate. So you're here. It's like you're here. It's like um, he's here. I want to talk about Dark Crystal. Go nuts. I, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, no, nor yeah, at no, I. Neither have I. Um, so obviously they've they've released a TV series. I think on it's Netflix. Netflix. It's got to be less than twelve months old. Uh, yeah, I think it was oh, only released two months through the two to four months at most. So if I look back at the movies that I remember growing up watching regularly, yeah. over and over, Dark Crystal's in there. Explorers with River Phoenix as a as a young young kid. Mm. Um, Daryl, a robotic boy. No, no, Daryl, D A R Y L. It was oh. actually an acronym. No, um, the uh, the navigator. Yes. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Everyone always told me I looked like the kid from the navigator because when I was a kid, I actually kind of did look a bit like him. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Kids' movies. 
what do we grow up with? The Goonies, Goonies and, you know, those sorts of movies. But but Dark Crystal was in that list, along with Never Ending Story. Yep. Those Never, two yep. kind of went together quite yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Labyrinth. Yeah, fuck oh, yeah, that, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I went back and rewatched it on the plane to Dubai. And so it, that, they actually had it on the plane? Dark no, Crystal? no, no. I, I preloaded uh, my yeah, okay. iPad. And, and I've actually gotten – so it was on the way back. So I've gotten a bit smart because I've done a few international trips lately where I'm in another country for a week – Yep. I load the fuck out of my iPad with everything from Stan, Netflix, and Prime I want to see. Yep. And then I get to the hotel on the other end, having watched some of it on the plane there. Yep. I hit the internet and it goes, oh, you're in another country. I just deleted all your fucking downloads. Or they, I, they expire all your downloads because the catalog's different. Yep. Okay. Which is really fucking annoying because then you've got shitty hotel internet. You don't manage to download more than one or two episodes of anything in... I mean, I'm in the Middle East, right, for yep. some of these trips. You, their internet's not fucking great when it's when it's residential, let alone hotel. Yeah. So I get fucked on the way back. I'm stuck not having anything. So this time I got smart. I, I kept my iPad on airplane mode for the entire fucking trip. So, I, yeah, I watched Dark Crystal. That was a long-winded answer to... Yes, I watched Dark Crystal <laughs> on my iPad. Yep. It does not ho- hold up for me. The storyline. Okay. Oh, the, the story. The, the, the quality of the video footage is fucking great. Yeah. Jim Henson's puppets are always going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. It is very much an eye feast. That guy was so fucking creative. And yet the storyline is pretty fucking weak. Yeah, okay. And then I watched the first episode of the Dark Crystal series. Uh, Resistance, I think it is. Yeah, something Age like that. Age of Resistance. Age of yeah. Resistance. Age of, that's it. And it made no fucking sense. Yeah, right. Isn't now, it supposed to be the prequel? To the movie. Is it a prequel? It's a prequel. It's supposed to be what leads up to the movie is my understanding. That might make it make uh, they've slightly Lucas'd it. more <laughs> sense. Yeah. I need to so think about that. I didn't even get past because, the intro because sequence. Because the, uh, from, uh, this is from memory. This is basically they, they're already at war with the, whatever the bird creatures are. I'm, I'm the Skeksis. That's the one. Skeksis. Um, so this is basically the prequel. Leading up to it is my understanding. And yeah, so there's, there's something missing out of this, right? So so Dark Crystal, and I'd forgotten the core story. I knew yeah. that there was the weird fucking girlfriend oh, yeah, thing. I've, and That's why I've got to rewatch it. Some weird yeah. tension going on for yeah. a fucking PG or a G-rated film. But um, the, so so having rewatched it, uh, what I now know is the Skeksis and the Elders are a race that just turned up one day when the crystal broke. Right. They just appeared on this earth. Okay. So they, okay. they are a part of the crystal. Um, and the Skeksis are bad and they rule. And there used to be lots of them and now there's only 10 left at the start of the movie and there's 10 elders at the start of the movie who are nice, good people that yeah, yeah. stick to their old ways. They don't really participate in society, but they're there. And the Skeksis have slowly basically imprisoned or destroyed all life on this planet. And throughout the course of the movie, this the last girlfriend, the prophesized one, comes in and restores the crystal, and and then you find out if you've not watched the Dark Crystal, you can suck a fat one because you know it's like thirty years old now. It's old, yeah, yeah. It's it's old enough to spoil without stressing. Yeah. Um, re- restores the crystal at the end, and you you realize, and you figure it out by that stage that the elder and the the elders and the Skeksis are actually two sides of the same coin. Yep. And they merge at the end around the crystal and become the original alien ghost things that they were before they separated into evil entity and good entity. Yeah, right. So basically a balanced entity. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more questions left unanswered like, okay, um, how did they get there and did no one think to question how did these fucking 
weird Skeksis just suddenly appear on it. Like there was a lot of gaps. It's a kid's yeah. story, right? You yeah, don't yeah. need to fill in all the back. But then I watched the intro, intro sequence to Dark Crystal, Dark Resistance or whatever it's called and it just didn't make much sense. Yeah, it, it is the prequel. Maybe that'll make it make more sense because the Skeksis are there. The Skeksis yeah, were, right. were done at the end of Dark Crystal. The movie ended with them just disappearing into the ether and they restored the Gulfling girl. They brought her back to life and that was their gift and they fucked off. Yeah, right. And then they start with the sequence with that weird fucking one-eyed old bird and getting tempted by these Skeksis. So it just didn't make any fucking sense. But I might go rewatch it now knowing it's a prequel. I probably should have done more research before trying to watch so it. So did you watch the whole thing or is it? I watched the, the whole episode. movie and then I watched the first 10, 15 minutes of the series. There is. Right. How many episodes are there? 10. Yeah, it's a whole season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is a surprising amount of uh, high profile people in this. Yeah. Uh, Simon Taran Pegg Egerton, for a start. Mark Hamill. Simon Pegg. Helena Bonham. Uh, Helena, hang on. Helena Bonham Carter. She playing Carter. No, no, no. it's Helena, Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter. Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Nathalia Manuel. Uh, so she was uh, Game of Thrones, the right hand girl to the Targaryen. Daenerys. Oh, yep, yep. Um, She's. No. Where are you looking at? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Misandry. Yes. Yes, that's the one. Yes. Misandry. The one that was in love with the dickless um, one. Yeah, and Taron Egerton. So. Yep. Uh, Elton John. Yep. You've got another Game of Thrones Eagle. cast member there at the bottom right. Oh yeah, uh, Nat- Natalie Dormer, so Queen of uh, the oh, the last Queen of Dawn. Yeah, uh, and Keegan uh, from Kill and Peel. Oh yeah, um, yeah, you're right. It is a pretty decent cast. I'm Simon Pegg being in it. It's uh, Jason Isaacs. Yeah, it's one of those hard ones these days it's when you're just, like, yeah. oh, you've got multiple people in who've been in Game of Thrones. It's like, yeah, there were a fuckload of people yeah, in Game were. of Thrones. It's <laughs> true. It's yeah. true. It's like a whole generation even, of actors uh, yeah. coming through. Who's, right? who's the redhead? Uh, redhead singer. Uh, redhead. Sheeran. Sheeran. Even Sheeran. he yeah. made his cameo in there. Yeah. There were a couple of, yeah. No one gave a shit. And he just disappeared. No, no, they alluded to he got killed in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got burnt by the dragon. Oh, did he? Yeah. So many, so <laughs> many horrible stupid fucking. You fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so that's Dark Crystal. I, I will give it another crack. But I thought it was interesting that they're reviving stuff like that. And yeah. And at the same time, it makes sense considering there's a massive revival around the Transformers and around, you know, all the IP that we grew Joe. up with. <laughs> so that was quite the revival, more like the flop. But yeah. anyway. Did, did you guys, was that actually confirmed? Was there actually another G.I. Joe? Ah, uh, who knows? I don't know. It's no one who cares. No one who gives <laughs> a flying fuck is here. There's only one person on this earth I know who gives a flying fuck. Um, speaking of things that have held up and not held up, I recently... Is this... You, there's little blue pills, man. You don't need to talk about that in public. <sighs> Maybe I feel like I need to. Um, no, my, my penal problems aside. Um, uh, recently started rewatching or did a rewatch of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched them no. recent. No. In the, Last one would have been about five-ish, yeah. six-ish years like ago. Like they're coming up to 20 years old. Wow. wow really? Re- nah. Yeah. Hang on. When you say the- Like Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, 2001. Wow. First Ship of the Ring. Fuck, I feel old. Wow. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. They look my girlfriend so, was born in 2001. No, so kidding. good still. Yeah. Yes. Well, so good. But then- the Hobbit, 
which came out after that. Which was a steaming fucking dog uh, turd. I watched the first one. I couldn't do the next two. But because they've decided to shoot it in this kind of weird light soft focus like it's a <laughs> daytime soap, it looks so much worse. Yeah, I... And it's not that... You okay. know what? Everyone fucking hated on, on The Hobbit. I didn't mind it as a story. I thought it was interesting. No, it was The Hobbit cool as a story is great. Yeah, they the, should the, have like, three movies. No, no, no. Max, they should have done two. And The Fucking Dragon. Like, I, I would just take everything else out. Just, Smaug. Just give me Smaug. Yeah. With Benedict Cumberpatch's face. Voice. And his face. Oh, it was kind of his face, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first movie I ever remember them doing was um, that was like that was Dragonheart with Sean Connery's yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you I could actually that. see his... If, if you took out the audio, you could see Sean Connery's face in that dragon. That was yeah. the first time I remember them doing that kind of personification of the, the character. Yeah, but for like for a 20-year-old movie, like... That's amazing. They look so good still, like so amazingly good. You're probably fine. He was the first one to do a pure digital film or something like that. It was yeah. one of the movies that we're into did made the first transition for a whole movie to to digital. It might have been Avatar. It might have been that one. It might have been one of the Star Wars movies. It was definitely one of those though. Yeah. I thought it might have been Avatar. Probably. James yeah. Cameron likes making statements like that. Yes, he does. First time that, anyway. Yeah. Um, um, I did see though, actually, so I went today and watched Joker. Um, yes. Uh, we will do a... We'll, I want to do a light spoiler free because I fucking... I hate going to the cinemas by myself. I actually quite enjoyed it today. Um... It was, you know, day off. So I was like, bugger it. I'm just going to go watch it while I'm uh, waiting for stuff to do in the afternoon. But everyone said, make sure you watch this movie before the podcast so we can talk about it. And then everyone fucking then bailed because you got sick. <laughs> now we okay, I still haven't it. watched it. Is this a refill? Was there more in the can? No, 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 no. no, no. This, this is, is the raspberry. raspberry. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, slightly lighter color. Mm. Uh, yeah, I. but before it was the trailer for the new Terminator. I didn't get that. I, so I saw a gold class last night at Reading and they didn't have that. In fact, yeah. all the trailers were shit except Maleficent 2 actually looks really good. I got. I was at Hoyt's today so I don't know if that was a different thing. But yeah, no, I got that. But then they also showed that they're doing a 4K release of T2. Yes, which is actually already that. at the cinemas. It's already been released unless it was pre-ordering tickets but I saw it at Reading Cinemas. No, I think it might be because they had, the ad definitely was like, <laughs> See the original, like the original like you've masterpiece. Never seen it before. Yeah, and it had a 4K Arnie up there, like highly HD mm. image Look of it. Look at my pectorials. Get in the chopper. <laughs> Can uh, you spell anabolic steroids? A N A. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not doing spelling bee. It, you know what? It 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 is lighter than the cherry. So this is the 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 full the full this raspberry sour a beer named after Pete. But it's, um, but it's got that very typical raspberry sort of. Like it's it's cloudy. To it. Yeah, it's, it's cloudy. cloudy. This yeah. looks more. This looks like it has more lactose in it. So raspberry nipper. <laughs> and yeah, you can smell the raspberry straight away, straight on the nose. Oh yeah, it's got that tanginess that you oh, get out of raspberries. Is, like it's yeah. raspberry city population. My nose. <laughs> it's not hell. A, yes, it's not acidic. There's something, and I'm not going to use the other way because that's not what it is. <laughs> Mm. Dan will probably come back and say it's Esther's and then <laughs> D- and Chris will go I don't give a fuck I didn't finish high school fuck you all y'all you're not here to defend yourselves um, next podcast episode Pete by himself <laughs> <laughs> Pete versus the world the masturbation episode <laughs> that'll be over quickly <laughs> <laughs> wow that is a fucking cracker of a beer. Yeah. I think that's definitely... That's my favorite out of the three. Yeah. Because it's so damn different. 
Well, it's got that. It's that. It's sweet and creamy, but at the end, it is. What's the percentage on it? Buckering, it's five, five percent. Five percent. The other two, the other two are four point five. This one is five oh, okay. percent. Yep. Yeah, I've cool. got to say to you, man, this could easily be raspberry juice. It's that flavorful. It's that thick. It's got that consistency of of like a juice. Yeah, but I just love like it. It is so cloudy compared to the other two. The other two yeah. were like very yeah. And maybe we just got lucky and got an extra God, bit of damn. That's good. The, extra bit of lactose. The cherry was a much darker, deeper red. You, know, yeah. you likened it to red wine. Mm. Yeah, but uh, it was clear. Yeah, you know, this, this is this kind is, of a cloud, cloudy, translucent. Yeah. It's almost a whitey milkiness to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking impressed. That's cool, that's yeah. a cracker. And, and this, this All three is, have been this great. Is definitely more carbonated than the other two. And it, yeah, it just it's good. It's really good. Mm. Really, really good. Yeah, it is really good. Um. So, Joker. We, can, uh, we can't go into any detail because we, we need to have this conversation with quite... I know everybody wants to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I know especially um, uh, Dan and Ben really want to go into it. Yeah. And I know Chris did too. Um, yeah. Just but the surface. You enjoyed it? Did you walk out after 10 minutes Ooh, in disgust? That's a face. No. I, I walked in. I had been meaning to say it purely because we were going to talk about it and mm. I wanted to be involved in that discussion. And then... But I felt like I was dragging myself to it based on my preconception that I never needed that film. I, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I walked I out of that. the film thinking I never needed that film still, but I thought like aspects of like the acting, sure, brilliant. The cinematography, brilliant. Brilliant. The story though, like, I don't know. I had, I, I, will, I really want to wait till the other guys are on yep, here to talk yep. about it, but I, I, I still kind of walked out and I was just like, I'd be Could okay. Live if, without it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't change your universe. No, it's, it's not. It ne- wasn't I, a comic book movie. First and foremost, it is not a comic book movie. It's, a, for me, it's, it's definitely the difference between a, a multi arc yep. like comic book that you get like participant you know, weekly, in the MCU or whatever. Yeah. You get your weekly subscription to and you used to get your little thin one or it's one of those. One shots, graphic novel, one shot things. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's like a one the killing shot. Joke. Yeah, like it's it's someone who like you know they get generally get a more obscure. I'd say like I hate to use the term, but like a bit more like of a highbrow writer. Yeah, like yep, someone who writes you know those really like in depth articles about like current like it, reflection on like society yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And which it definitely which, was which a comment was. on yeah. society, right? Hundred percent. But um. How did yeah. you come out of the mood? How did you come out of the cinemas? Did you? Were you how were you feeling? Uh, like, like I said, I just kind of walked out and I was just like, um, "Yeah, okay." Like, okay. I can see how people would. You had a very different it. reaction to me. Yeah. I, I, I can't see how anyone. First and foremost, I can't see how any fucking snowflake walked out of the cinema in that movie. There was nothing explosively violent. There was nothing in there that was particularly insightful. No. With a C, are not you an saying S. people did walk out of the cinema? There was the whole big fucking hullabaloo on the news about, or on, on in you know, in the papers about people walking out of the movie fifteen minutes in in disgust. There's nothing even happened in the first fifteen fucking minutes. It's got a slow pace. I've got to say, it is a very slow build. And I and and one of the best things about that was. The- but why would you walk out? What happened in the entire movie? He killed a grand total of what five fucking people in the whole goddamn movie. Yeah, so more the people. First two minutes of John Wick. Yeah, exactly. That's why that was exactly what I was about to say. If you but pick any random MCU, very, movie. like, and I will say this about the violence in the in the movie. Um, I thought you didn't see all of those shots coming. Well, no, no. It's like um, 
it very much portrayed to the idea of the Joker as chaos as compared yes. to like only one seemed to be a premeditated thought. Yes. The rest were all Random. chaotic opportunity yeah. Yeah. that just happened to suit his purposes. Well, I don't even think he meant to kill the first person he killed. No. Um, just happened. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I would love to hear, I know Dan has some, Dan. I, I, you know what, I get, people, sorry, I, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, Dan has some very specific thoughts and we do need to explore and unpack it. Yeah, 100%. But I, I, I the, the, the light surface comment I wanted to, or commentary I wanted to make about the movie, first and foremost, I think people walked out because of the concept behind the movie, not the movie itself. And I think that, I've got a problem with that. Okay. You want to you want to make a stand. You want to take a stance on principle. Don't spend the money to buy the ticket. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't go in there knowing that you're watching a movie about someone who is mentally disturbed as the main character of a movie. So you either know he's going to be portrayed as a villain or an anti-hero, but either way, he is still going to be the central character that's that's driving the plot forward. Yeah. So if your issue is we are you know glorifying a a mentally ha- or a mentally ill psychopathic murderer, you knew that when you bought the fucking ticket. Yeah. So the only reason to buy the ticket and then walk back out 15 minutes later and demand a refund is to make a noise. Yeah. If you really had some issues with the concept of the film, don't give the money to the guy in the first place. Just watch fucking, I don't know, Bambi again. Hey, man, that was still pretty horrifying. I don't know, especially when she dies at the end. Um, sorry if you're She spoiling. dies at the end? <laughs> yeah, we ate her. We had her for fucking Easter lunch. Yeah. Um, never had venison? I am... Um, <laughs> I can 100% see though, and I said this. So I, I was driving up here from after work today, and I called Emma. Stuck in traffic for seven hours. Yeah, fuck man, I'm gonna cross like seven borders to get here. Um, <laughs> fuck you, we're not that far west. <laughs> you don't need a passport to get here. It's not Cabramatta. Uh, that's true. Uh, only, only kidding. From anyone in Cabramatta, please don't shoot me. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I am. Um, I'll be down there to pick up my heroin later. <laughs> Good price. Uh, <laughs> But like she was like, oh, how was your day? And I was like, oh yeah, I went and saw Joker. She's like, oh, what do you think? Because she was never really keen to see it. Yep. Um, but she was interested to see if I wanted to go see it. So who was this? Sorry, my partner Emma. Yep. Um, she's female. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> anyone who says my partner or not, I never understand. Carry on. Ah, you get past the call, calling your girlfriend. I'm not 16 anymore. <laughs> um, okay. Somebody else has taken that title. <laughs> Right into the sunset. Uh, no, um, I don't know. I don't know I which don't... title he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, so you've got another. You've got a girlfriend and a partner, or you've got a sixteen-year-old. I don't know what title. Anyway, oh, carry on. This is getting weird. Well, um, weird. Yeah. <laughs> School sixteen-year-old. Come on, man. <laughs> do you need to talk? Uh, anyway, and she was like, "What do you think of the film?" And I was like, "Because the reports, I never saw the reports about people walking out. Mm. The thing that I saw was the. Um, it did glorify him a little bit. Oh no, no, yeah, but the, the U.S. cinemas. There was a certain. Oh, they were worried about shootings. Well, yeah, and they said no one was allowed to rock in in Joker-style costume or makeup, and they actually had undercover police in certain cinemas. Um, but I can 100% see why. Like, Yes. They do kill a lot of other Americans on a frequent basis. But, yeah, people who are that, like, you know, who would glorify that kind of style of this is how I deal with my problems, I'll kill people, like, they would use that as their kind of... Heralding song, like, yeah, but my yeah. argument there is that we're going to do that at some point anyway. Well, we don't know that, but, but, but I mean, it goes back to that argument of that violent video games make kids violent. Bullshit. We've done the fucking studies. We know yeah. from university study after university study that is categorically false. Same with fucking TV and movies. They've mm-hmm. done those studies. So, if you watch a movie about a deeply disturbed individual 
Oh, I guarantee that. Left yeah, behind so- by society and let down it, by yeah. the mental health system and then going out and killing people and then you subsequently go out and kill people. You did not do that as a result of the movie. You no, did it because you're no. a deeply disturbed individual, not because anyone said it was okay. You didn't. There's. I don't think any normal, rational person would have walked out of the cinemas after seeing the Joker, thinking, "You know what? It's okay. If I've got a mental health problem, it's all right to go around killing people." No one would have fucking walked out of that cinema thinking that. I don't think they. I don't think they. Um, they didn't make him an anti-hero, but at the same time, they did create this in this sense of empathy for yeah, the character. Yeah, that was. There I think that was why difference. I was just like, that's why I didn't need it. So and I me, think Ben said that on one of the episodes when we were talking yeah. about going to see. It, it was like I don't need to feel empathetic towards the character of the Joker. And it's like I disagree, and 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 this is, and I'm only going to say this here in this episode because I know when we get the rest of the boys around, we have yep. a deep conversation about it we probably won't have the airspace or the, the time to talk about it but do you know this is probably and you don't have to answer this question either of you but do you do either of you have much experience with a friend that you got to know who does have proper like serious mental health issues yeah right mm-hmm. so and and i've certainly had a lot of experience with mental health issues from you know from not me personally suffering from them but from a teenager onwards, I've always had people in my life with serious yeah. issues, like drug addiction. More and, and more common these days. Yeah, yeah, but, realize, but serious yeah. drug addiction. The sorts of guys I've, I've, I've been friends with, and I would call them friends, yeah. I've been friends with the sorts of guys that you will probably find passed out with a needle in their arm somewhere in the city yeah. on a Friday night that you would walk past and just never think about. They're just invisible to society, yeah. right? So we're talking extreme ways of dealing with extreme issues. Yeah. And yet, if you ever get to know any of these guys, and I don't recommend you just go find the next guy you see in the street <laughs> with a needle hanging over his arm and start talking to him. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing, but but it's probably not the safest thing either. But they've all got stories. Oh, yeah. They've all got something that drove them, or not, not drove them because I don't think it's an excuse. Mm. You have to be held accountable for your actions, but yeah, that doesn't mean that you, that you don't... Be, that doesn't mean you don't, don't deserve a level of empathy or sympathy, probably more empathy. Yeah, I think if people took more time to understand the why behind the what, rather than just judging the what, the oh, world no, would be that. a better place. And I think I walked out of the Joker feeling like it neither vilified nor anti-heroed the character. He's a mentally, mentally fucked up, unstable unit who did some fucked up shit, and you should be society as a whole should be mature enough to draw a line between. I can understand how he got to where he got to mm. to make the really shit choices that he made without letting him off the hook for holding him accountable for those really shit choices. I think there's there's a difference between those two aspects of of understanding humanity and I think the story did a really good job of 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 um kind of putting it in your face. Oh no, I I I agree with that. I just think from my understanding and not being massively into DC, I've always been a mm. more Marvel-based person, but like that's not what the Joker's characters for the most part, but yeah. if you go and read about that particular version of the Joker, it was pretty true to his core story. Yeah, Arthur. So it was you know because there's different Jokers, right? There's there's quite a few different Jokers they've written well, over they've, the years. Now they've got and they come out and say that there's basically like the three over the course of time. There's like the yeah. the, the Jokery one, the quite psychotic one, and yeah. the chaotic one. Like yeah, and this is very much yeah. He's Arthur is very much the chaotic one, but Arthur. Uh, yeah, Arthur. 
Yeah. I, I double check myself every fucking time. <laughs> I make any kind of reference. I had to check that it wasn't a Marvel movie before. Um, no, I, I think if you if you step away from it being a DC movie because it wasn't really portrayed as a DC movie. It's a it's a DC character. Yeah. But the movie is very much in its own universe. It's in Gotham, yeah, yeah. and the one thing yeah, I don't I don't want to get into the Bruce thing. Let's talk about that when the boys are back. But I just I just found. Um, my commentary coming out of that movie is it created empathy for a broken person mm. and I think some people who aren't mature enough to process that the right way probably walked out feeling confused and confronted that a movie was designed to make you feel empathy for a flawed character who went out and killed a bunch of people. And I think it's as much a con- ironically, it's as much a comment on society not being able to process the difference between empathizing and, and holding people accountable for their actions um, and if you walked out feeling conflicted about that, that's probably a comment on you, not the fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's, yeah. That's, I go back to, I just walked out and I was just like, I wasn't, wasn't pulled either one way. I, I was, was. Yeah. I, w- I walked out of that and I wouldn't say disturbed, but I, I had to unpack it. Yeah, it's fair. I can see that. But yeah, for me, I was just like, I was just like, nah, like it, it didn't. You haven't seen it yet, have you? No, James, no, That's no. why James is quiet. We just yeah. haven't, we haven't just turned his mic off. <laughs> It might have just not been speaking. Into it was it. it was complex and laid, and I I I, <laughs> I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hey, yeah, well that's because the thing, yeah. as as a standalone piece of art, and that was the other thing I wanted to say is to me because we're not really talking about the plot. We we will get into all of that yeah, in, in the, the next episode. Yeah. But but to me, it was reminiscent of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Oh yeah, where then and I was trying to explain this. Oh, some beautiful shots in that movie. Like, and it wasn't just the shot; it was the pacing. You're right; it yeah. was fucking amazingly well created, crafted cinematography to create a mood and tension. But to me, the thing about the movie that I I find so rare these days is the negative space spoke as loudly as the actual plot points. So, um, you know, if you've ever studied art or photography or anything, you know, those sorts of things where you where you the absence of an object from a photograph or a painting is as important to the painting's you know, emotional content as what was painted, that yep. negative space, that movie had negative space, had negative energy. Yeah. There were times when there were things absent from the scene that you felt its absence. Yeah. And the slow pacing is very much on topic for that. And the soundtrack helped with that as oh well. Oh, my God. The soundtrack was fucking spot on. Yeah. The, the cellos and the, the violins and the violas playing at the classical. right. classical. Yes. It was, a, it was a, you know what? It was almost but a like, film noir movie with, yeah. without the black and white. Okay. It yeah. was and and it was on spec for it was around that right time, right? You know, you, you think about the gangsters of DC comics. It's it's a very nineteen forties influence. You know, yes. prohibition era that sort of thing. That's where all that noir started. Yeah, is that when it was actually no, set? It's set in like the seventies. Yeah, it's okay. and it's not. Yes, it is set in the seventies. But he, had, really... he, has a, he has a like a VCR. He watches yeah. at one point. He yeah. like fast forwards and rewinds. Was advertising for a closing down video store or a um like a one well, of those no, old there, Tandy Electronics type. There was stores. a video. I remember there's a shot and it says video games and one of the posters is Pong. So not mid eighties. Yeah, yeah, super early eighties yeah. or super late, super late seventies. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know what? I, I could. You're right. I could have done without another Joker movie. I yep. could have done without that storyline. I'm really fucking glad they made it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll. Like going coming out of it today, and it's obviously pretty fresh. And having watched it, I don't know if I'll ever really sit down and watch it again. I will. Um, I might. It was almost a Kubrick movie. That's what I was trying to say. Not Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, more say that more. Like um, it was an arty art house. Very, movie. very much. Yeah, it was. We, we talking Clockwork Orange? Or are we talking Full Metal Jacket? <sighs> no, 
neither. Just more. Uh, Kubrick is one of the last for me. Kubrick and Scorsese can suck a cock, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so I just needed to guy. get that out. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Kubrick was one of the last artistic-based Hollywood directors. Uh, there are, uh, there have been some since. I'm not not questioning yep. the value of the Spielbergs of the world and the James Camerons of the world in his mm-hmm. heyday, and the, yeah, they've all had a lot to add. And you think about Michael Bay in his day was fucking amazing, and yep. Schumacher was amazing. You don't see many Schumacher films anymore. What was the pr- Schumacher? Or am yeah. I making that up? Joel. Yeah. Schumacher, yeah. Yeah. We we kind of you used to see those names all the fucking time, and you see them less frequently. They're still around. They're just they've got better jobs now. You don't see them anymore. They're making more money doing shit behind the scenes, right? Yeah. But to me. It was a different era of cinematography. It was about telling a story through the art of cinema rather than the, the storytelling yeah, through okay. characters driving plots and delivering lines. Yeah. It was quite different. Yeah, because like, that's the thing. That the, it's very reminiscent. It's only up until like the closing... I would have said the 90s. Well, no, I'm saying totally, like, in terms of like the character driving the script. It's, like, it's almost Shakespearean. It's like there's all these little things that are said, but then at the end there's the big like soliloquy like monologue. That and fuck me, did it was it on point? Like it really drove the point. I'm not yeah. disagreeing or agreeing with the point, but yeah. no, yeah, it it definitely. And you're right; it yeah. is very Shakespearean. There was yeah. a lot of the world conspiring to push the the plot forward, and and obviously yeah. the characters are all playing a part in driving their own plot forward. But it all coalesced right at the end for a massive fucking climax. It yeah. was, and a very much a three act movie too. Yes, yes. Um, and you can see kind of the breakpoints. Yep. Anyway, that's probably enough on, on our light treatment of Joker. But I think if you treat it like... I actually think that's the sort of... And I'm not suggesting that it's ever going to happen. But I would say if you took the DC logo off that and you took the word Joker off that and you put that in a book... Was it... No, there was no DC logo. There was no yeah. DCU logo at the start. It was no. an old school calligraphic... I think it was a Warner, Warner Brothers. Warner Telegraph, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was an old school logo yeah. too. Um, it was the red... With the white. The, the weird the W, almost the Wayland fucking yeah. logo. Yeah. Um, that's the sort of thing that you would study in high school as a piece of literature in English. Yeah, potentially. Because it's fucked up. It's, it makes you think. <laughs> it challenge. Well, no, no, you yeah. think about the shit no, that I'm we studied in English lit, right? Um, sons, and, uh, sons, and, sons and lovers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, a 1920s story about, or it was probably a late 1800s, about a, a coal mining family and the mother having an almost sexual relationship with a son. That's what we studied in fucking English, right? It's fucked up shit. Yeah. I know I had looking for Ella Brandy. Yeah, okay. Well, the bridge over, <laughs> the bridge over the river. Oh, no, the bridge, bridge to Tarabitha or... Oh, um, yeah, Tarabitha. Oh, yeah. That's primary school. But, but yeah. my point is that that's the kind of story it is, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's broken, messed up shit, but it's, it's delivered in a way that's, that's very artistic. I think that's probably all we've got time for. It's a 90-minute episode and we've run out of beer, more importantly. Well, we haven't, mm. but we have because you guys have to drive home. That's true. We Any closing drive. remarks we want to make on anything else? Uh, Jimmy? No, I am think I'm good. I've, we've covered off the, the boys and Dark Crystal, which are the two main ones I wanted to talk about. Mm. Okay. Um, no, no, not really. I've, I've still got to finally get around to finishing Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I'm playing it bits and bits. And I'm still playing BF Five, man. I just yeah, I have. To I have start. been playing bits and bobs of um, Jedi Knight Two, the re-release. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, cool. It's just fun. It's just fun. It's nostalgic fun. It's hard. Like I haven't played Jedi Knight Two, I and also yeah. never played Kotal. I want you know, not that. You, would I really go back and play Kotal now? No, probably not. No, no. Um, it's not. I wouldn't say it's hard. It's just like gotten so used to save points and like <laughs> quick saving like all yeah. the time you forget that you have to like 
cool, I just went through a whole room and killed a whole bunch of guys. Um, I'm really low on health. I should probably save right now and just in case, you know, there's yeah. a guy around the corner and yeah. never you turn around, there's a guy around the corner, you die. And you're like, fuck, I'll do that whole thing again and I haven't saved for like an hour. Like, shit. So does it have... Is it, the, it has you, checkpoints, but they're very intermittent. Right. Like the and, original but game. you still have the option to save whenever the fuck yeah. you want, right? You got to pause and save, but you just got to remember to do that. It's not like me. It's not. So, so I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast. Actually, I played the like the super uber um, max difficulty version of a a isometric role playing game, mm. which was Divinity. Which Dan and I did talk about on the old yeah, podcast. Yeah, I remember, I've heard you guys. But talk when about we that. finished, when we finished playing it co-op, yeah. I went back and played it single. But I played it in like hardcore extreme mode where yeah. it's permadeath, Ugh. and if your party wipes, it deletes your save file. You only get oh. one save. Oh jeez! So you can't have backup decision points further back in the tree. You yeah. can't say, "Oh, well, well, I'm going to take a pun here," and then five save games later, you go, "Oh, fuck! I got to go all the way back to my fifth save game." Yeah. No, you get one save file, and it gets auto wiped if your party wipes. Jesus! It also that is hardcore mode. It also brutal. automatically saves on that save file if any of your party members die. So if you're in the middle of a fight <laughs> and one of your four party members dies. It saves. He did. Yeah. Now you can resurrect him, but there are certain things that restrict you from resurrection as well. So if you don't have the right situation at the time, that guy's dead, dead. Yeah. And then obviously to get the platinum trophy, you have to get through the entire game without any single character dying once. Jesus. Even though there's red scrolls in the game. That's brutal. So when you talk about save difficulties, there is a way to game it. It takes a few seconds for the, for the save operation to complete when you die. If you hit, if you are fast enough and you are aware that you're in a process that you may die, if you were able to shut the PlayStation game, uh, PlayStation down fast enough, it wouldn't get the save <laughs> down, and you'd be able to survive. And I had to do that five or six times in a yeah. sixty-hour game, and I managed to miss it once. Ugh. Which is also why every time I started up my PlayStation, I would copy my save file to a USB stick just in case. <laughs> but it was smart enough to go looking for the USB stick. So if you left it plugged in, it'll delete it off that too. Jesus. Oh, yeah, that so is it was fucking brutal. Mm. That actually reminds me of there was a game I played on the GameCube. Oh, I haven't heard that in a long time. And they only sold seven <clears> of them in the country. I had one of them. Um, <laughs> oh, it actually was really popular. It was. It was a great little system. Uh, no, but it was a. It was um, kind of, I think, reminiscent now would be kind of like Dark Souls in terms of like the gameplay. Yep. But you were, the whole point of the game was it was meant to play with your mind. Like one of okay. those, it was, I think the latest one come out was that Senuous Hellblade, the sacrifice. I remember Dan talking about it and it's like you hear voices and like. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, played some horror, freaky, first person horror. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like you you were this. I remember him talking about it. They do it. fuck with your head pretty easily too. But this one, it would blue screen of death your gamecube but it wouldn't so you'd turn it off and you'd lose your save and you have oh, to it would do things like yeah, that that's and like said it corrupted your memory wall card. breaking yeah, fucking yeah. shit i'll have to find i have to remember what that's, the name of the game that's and fucking like, cool a game like, that fakes you into fucking your save game and then like you know do things like if you walk through like and you got scared like your controls will reverse and then you try and Reverse them and then you're running reverse. away from something and you're actually running towards it. Yeah, oh, I remember it and it was like, <laughs> I'll that's find the, the game, I'll find the game and, and let you guys know. If Chris ever created a video game, that's exactly the sort of <laughs> shit he would do. That's I can just see uh, there must be some sort of Chris clone out there in the world. Ugh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably the scariest that thought note. I've had for the night. <laughs>
Thank you for listening and please forward all complaints to Chris at bhpanda.com. No, I'm just kidding. That I'm sure that exist. email gets checked every other day. <laughs> all the time, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Ciao. Oh, fuck, I got in trouble for that too. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. If you're going to say Arabic on the podcast, at least pronounce it properly. (laughs) Um, Okay. Welcome back to... That's that's my YouTube channel. Oh, dear. They're all bleeding together. (laughs) That's what happens when you fucking jet lag.